And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Thanks for tuning in. I am Darren Starr, and I'm a full-time online prep coach and have been since 2012. You can check me out at 5starphysique.com and read about my coaching programs, check out workout programs that I have available, read articles, and most importantly, you can click on the podcast button at the top or go straight to thedropset.com to vote on the most recent poll question posted at the top of the page. It is really kind of hard to believe that I've been doing this since December of 2016, but here we are. We're over 200 episodes in, and we're still kicking. It's crazy stuff. Now, this show thrives on and exists only because of you, the listener. So I thank you for being here and also encourage you to contribute your questions and discussion topics. You can email me at darren at fivestarfitness.com or more easily click on contact from fivestarphysique.com and submit your question in the form. You can also find me on social media at Darren underscore star on Instagram is probably the best way to go there. Please also give a rating like thumbs up review or whatever is appropriate for whatever platform you're listening to this on. And please share the episodes you like and tag me in your posts. I appreciate it tremendously and it helps us here reach a bigger audience which makes it more likely that I can nab higher profile guests for future interviews. So, with that being said, let's get on with it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 213 of The Drop Set. Darren here. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. I think it's 213. Is that right? Um, everybody out there in YouTube land, hi. I'm waving to you right now. Everybody out there in podcast audio-only land, hi. I'm saying this, uh, you know, I'm going to leave a blank space here, and I'm going to, in post-production, I'm going to record a note here that's just for you guys so that you don't feel like you're getting left out on the wave. So hold on, and uh, I'm going to start that little note right now. You know, I think it just has to be said. Everybody knows, like, those YouTube videos, I put subliminal messages in those. You know, right? Okay, we're back in real time here. I mean, real time, as real time as you can get for being pre-recorded, right? So, uh, how you doing? I'm going to spare you all the, uh, what, the the preamble, I guess. We can just get straight to the meat and potatoes here. Why? Because I got stuff to do today. Man, it's it's busy. I wanted, had a couple things I wanted to get uh, get off my chest. Uh, a couple uh, quick little announcements and stuff. Nothing big. Um, well, no, I'm sorry. That's that's the opposite of what we're supposed to do in the Radio T's business. No, huge announcements. Absolutely earth-shattering news. Everybody stay tuned for that. You need to hear this. Um, you can see behind me here, if you're watching on YouTube, all of the Christmas decorations are out, except um, only a few things make it into the frame. There's these little... Um, placemat things here on the table behind me they're like red and white spirally things there's some matching coasters right here there is a santa pillow right here and there's a derby right there hey girl derby derby yeah now she's playing dumb there's a tree over there um there's other stuff all around but uh, we are officially in i guess christmas spirit I don't know. Have I ever shared my, my Christmas story on here? I don't know if now is the right time for it. Uh, because like I said, I kind of want to get to it, get into the, the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about here. First thing before we get into that, um, y'all got 
to check out the new five star physique.com. You got to do it. I'm begging you because it was really expensive. <laughs> I paid a lot to have a professional web developer come in and redesign it and help me do it. So uh, it's uh, it's great. I could not be happier with it. It's fantastic. Um, if I was not a total idiot, I would actually um, set up a screen share right now and uh, show all the YouTube people. Maybe, in fact, I can still do that here. I don't know. We're, we're going to try. I think I can, I can figure this out. Um, and the, the audio-only people, you're just going to have to bear with me for a second here. And I'm going to talk about it. So, um, okay. Here we go. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Hold on. Share screen. Right there. Yeah. All right. So hopefully this, uh, this records correctly. Is it recording? I think it's recording. I don't know. Actually, I'm not... Oh, wait, is this it? Yeah. Oh, share. There we go. Share. All right. There. Okay. Now I think I'm sharing it. So um, this is the new website. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? So uh, it's also designed to uh, actually look correct on uh, mobile and tablet as well. Um, there's me, some client stuff. A lot of this uh, information is still... Like, uh, I still need to go back and like I might put a different quote here. I might do a different photo there. I mean... Uh, Abby, I think is a good demonstration there. So I, we did good, did some good work. Um, workout programs or some samples there. You can you know browse the whole uh, catalog of them. Uh, last few things from my Instagram feed. If you look on, there's coaching pages here. There's an about page. If you look on workout programs, this is really the big thing here. So if you're looking for some workout programs, um, you click on this page and uh, it talks about what's in there. And then there's the whole catalog of programs down below here where um, I think there's about... 50 of these online currently. So, um, and you can search and sort by if you're looking for like high volume, low volume, something specifically for men, something specifically for women. I want a shorter rotation with four or five sessions. I'm looking for a longer rotation with eight or nine sessions. Um, and I also made it searchable by um, the amount of supersets in there. So, if you go to the gym when it's like super busy um, and it's hard to superset things, you might pick a split that has lower supersets involved. So, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, some merch is up there. Um, uh, I have some work to do on that front. It's it's available, but I want to make some changes to some things. So, and then the podcast page, and if you go to thedropset.com, it will take you right to this page where, uh, if it comes up, here we go. The latest episode is right there, so that's two twelve, which will be two thirteen by the time you're hearing this. And then uh, episode archive down below with links to subscribe online and all that good stuff. Those are all over here on the sidebar. So, um, pretty cool stuff. I'm gonna stop that screen share right now. All right, so I am uh, I'm super thrilled with how that came out. So it, and uh, if anybody needs a website, um, Robin Maxwell with uh, Digital Marketing Garden uh, was the wizard behind that. She was phenomenal to work with. Um, really, really good. Knows her stuff. Um, and I, the thing is, like, I know enough to be dangerous with this, which kind of made us a little bit more of an efficient team because she didn't have to do everything. She was comfortable delegating some things to me. And she said a couple times, like, I wouldn't trust most people with this, but with your background and experience, I know that you can configure this plugin. So psh, do that and just save some time that way. So we, we went from, you know, concept to being live in like three weeks. And that was with trying to hammer out some uh, uh, problems with the existing site, which had to be fixed before we could roll into the new one. So, um, Great job by her. So check it out, 5starphysique.com. You can go and check that out, visit and see uh, see what's up and give me some feedback. Love it. Uh, 
Okay. Any other announcements? I don't think so. I am sore as hell, by the way. Um, like I hit adductors on Sunday for the first time in a while. And it feels like it's the first time I've hit them in like, you know, six months, which I don't know, it might be close to that. But I also just went a little heavier. And it was one of those things where I had the machine set probably a little bit heavier than I needed to. I could get the reps done, but I felt like I was kind of forcing it a little bit. But then I was just too lazy to drop the weight down. So I just left it right there. And I'm like, eh, whatever. And I did, I did my three or four sets um, with that. And yeah, I should have dropped the weight down. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it right now. So um, let's jump in here with a, a question from the, uh, the drop set MVP, which is uh, Grace, who is the one who I feel like this podcast is just answering most of her questions lately. But you know, the rest of y'all can jump in too. Um, Grace, thank you, by the way, for everything that you contribute to this. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, but she had a question, and this was from her check-in yesterday that we did. She said, I find that there are times when I want to bump the weight up to increase the intensity, but then I fail before hitting the target rep range. What's more important, intensity or completion? So that's the question. But then she continues. Then you have guys like Eddie Hall who say that their training intensity is at 1000% and have passed out while training, bled out of their ears and eyes, etc. That's extreme, obviously, but it makes me wonder how does he get to that intensity? What is the spectrum of intensity and where does bodybuilding fall on it? And how does he do that 1000% for every rep without hitting muscle failure early? So how he does that, I don't know, but I would also say that like you don't, that's a guy that you don't want to hold up as a standard for how to lift. Uh, it, it's, it's great to be able to see a demonstration of that kind of intensity, because if you don't see something like that, um, then you don't really know what what anybody is capable of, right? Like we have to have people like Eddie and others, you know, like a Ronnie Coleman um, who pushed the envelope to show everybody else what's possible. And then the rest of us can find a way to get closer to that in a slightly better way. It's kind of like the, uh, the evolution of bodybuilding in general. If you look at, um, and I, I have some examples of this up on my website, like, you know, the first, um, I have an article. This is one thing, a quick tangent here, if you'll allow me. And I think you will because I do a lot of these tangents and you're all still here, right? Um, as I was... Uh, one of the things that Robin on, on the website, one of the tasks that she gave me to do was to go through all of my old blog posts for the last five or six years and um, fix some of the uh, heading tags in the posts, like not changing the content, but you know, in, in HTML, in website language, you've got like your H1, H2, H3, which is like the really bold, big text and the slightly less big text and the slight, and then you work it down to like H6 and then you got your paragraph text below that. So she's like, you know, H1 is the title of the article. Um, H2, we're going to leave open for anything else. So if you have any H1s or H2s, make them all H3s or smaller as far as like paragraph headers and stuff like that. So I had to go back through all of my old posts and and change all those manually. And, and so in no, doing that, so this is I, I reread a couple here. of them. This is a and I was kind of like, man, this really video, there was one that going was dated from like 2017 or something. It was like, we need to fix yeah, the NPC. Uh, I'm like, I tell you what, come I'm on, just republish that right days later. Every single element of that is still 100% accurate. And I did a, well. uh, uh, good, a series so of articles back around 2017, 2018. That's um, like, what are the judges looking for in mm, specific divisions? Like so like All one right. of them was like Let's women's physique here judging guidelines. And so I break down what the judges are looking for now, like the, the, um, the origins of the category. Where did it come from? Where did it start? Who are the figures that um, were kind of dominant in there initially? And also showing like 
what the standard was then versus what the standard is now. And so if you look at the first winner of the Bikini Olympia, so at the Olympia, this was like 20, what was it, 2011 maybe? I might be making that up. Um, but the first winner was Sonia Gonzalez, Bikini Olympia winner. And if you put her on stage right now, she would be third or fourth call out at a local NPC show. Like, I mean, not, not even close. Not, and she won the Bikini Olympia. Not to disparage her, but it's just like it has evolved so much. And the kind of physiques that we are seeing right now all the time in bikini and in wellness, um, classic physique as well, men's physique, those physiques didn't exist 10 or 15 years ago because you've got people who push the envelope and create that. And then there's this... This, this is one of the phenomenons of social media where we can see what everybody's doing and we can see how they're doing it and we can steal ideas from other people and borrow tactics, protocols. We can be coached by these people if we want to, which may or may not be a bad, may or may not be a good idea. Um, but through that communication and there's just so much more knowledge right now that we can see um, the evolution of this happen much, much faster than it was like through the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, so I think, you know, the physiques that we'll see like 10, 15 years from now um, are going to look vastly different than what we're seeing even now, which looks so much different than they were 10, 12 years ago. Um, so you you need those envelope pushers um for for certain things to kind of show people what what's possible and then you get somebody who um you know looks at you know like a current wellness competitor that looks like a total freak that would have looked like an alien landing from another planet 15 years ago and says oh okay that's possible cool how how do i do that how do i get there myself um and so it plants the seed you've got to have the seed that it's possible right that's where it starts from um and then from there it's much easier to see a path forward. So when you see a guy like Eddie Hall or like Ronnie Coleman pushing ridiculous weight and training like that, it plants that seed in your head like, huh, okay, well, what am I doing? How does it compare to that? You don't necessarily want to do what they're doing because longevity matters and staying healthy and not bleeding out of your ears and eyes, that matters as well. You don't want to pass out, but it does kind of help establish, you know, it recalibrates your scale of where you think intensity can be, where it can go, what's the max. Um, so to, uh, to one of Grace's questions though, like, how do you get there? Um, it's time and it's practice. It's, it's knowing where that ceiling is and that you're not even close to it. And I put myself in that category as well. I know where the ceiling is and I know I don't come close to it most of the time, but I try and I try a little harder uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to look like, you know, a scene out of a planet fitness commercial making fun of bodybuilders for being ridiculous, stupid meatheads and just yelling at everything and grunting and throwing weights all over the place and, you know, bleeding out of their eyes and their ass and their ears and wherever else. Um, it doesn't have to be that, you know, intensity can be a little bit more subtle. Um, but intensity, usually you can't lift with intensity that you need to, in order to grow in a library, you know, it's, it's going to make a little bit of noise. You just don't have a little bit of noise. You just don't have to make a ridiculous scene out of yourself. You know, I'm a, a firm believer in, in not doing things in the gym just to get attention, which, um, a lot of people do. And, uh, if you've listened to this podcast for more than 10 minutes, you know, that that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is the uh, the look at me culture of gyms in general, but specifically bodybuilding and powerlifting as well. Uh, I will spare you all that rant right now. Um, so uh, what's more important, intensity or completion? Um, can we have both? 
can, can we complete the set and and work with intensity you know um which it, I, I answered this question for grace yesterday and i said like it, it's not a pretty answer because the answer is just like you know it comes down to this just fucking work harder you know um who was it jason huh um he uh He's the guy behind, um, I didn't know this until recently, but Steel Supplements um, was not a, not a brand that I was familiar with, but that, that's his brand. I just know that before that, he had a clothing line and it was just, you know, like, uh, I think they were typically like uh, nondescript colors, black, military green, that kind of thing. And he just had a typewriter font, all lowercase with sayings on them. And one of the popular ones was work fucking harder. And that's really the answer. It's just like okay, you're you're aiming for ten reps. I got eight. I just can't get number nine. Try harder. Try get it. Force it. Make it ugly. I don't care. You know, it's your eighth rep. You're warmed up. You're not gonna tear anything. Go get it. Force it. Cheat it. I don't give a shit. Make it happen. Um, and I, I, a lot of people are really in the um, in the mindset of that being a physical thing, but really, it, it's your brain that wants to shut down on a hard rep first. How many times have you been at a point where you're like, okay, I'm going to get 10 reps and you get that 10th and it feels pretty good. And you're like, I'm going to try for an 11th and you try and you just immediately give up. You're like, nope, nope. And how many times have you seen somebody that they're doing a press and they, they go for that one extra rep and they just give up on it immediately. That's not a physical give up. That's a mental give up. And to be fair, it's like, it's really hard not to do that. I do it all the time. I'm the captain of the mental give up. Um, but your body physically is capable of way more than you think it is. If you just hunker down and just force it, you've got to think that you can do it, or at least think that you've got a chance, or at least think that failing, but while giving a really good effort is worth it because it is, it truly is. And I can speak to this also from, from grace because I've seen her lift is she does a pretty good job of of not engaging in that mental give up like she, she'll she'll push it and you know the thing is like if you're really pushing it past that point where your brain just wants to check out but you're like no no stay checked in like it's going to look like an event on your face like you are not going to be able to maintain a stoic expression while doing that like you're it's it's going to be ugly there's going to be spittle flying you might just catch yourself muttering fuck under your breath constantly as you're trying to get that rep up like it's not going to be pretty when you get to that spot um but it's the it's the physical give up and identifying that spot and reaching it and realizing that your brain is always going to want to shut down your body first your brain is always going to tell you no before your body tells you no identify that accept it believe it know it to be true because it is and then fight against it and i think what we're trying to do here is kind of crack the code mentally so if you can convince yourself that your brain wants you to fail it wants you to stop before it's completely physically taxed itself to to complete and total contractile failure your brain wants to do that because uh evolution has has taught us that we need to leave something in the tank because we never know what's going to happen next in life well, in the gym, it's a pretty safe environment. There's not going to be a saber-toothed tiger coming out of the locker room to come and eat you. You don't have to be able to run away from anything. You can take yourself to that point of complete and total physical exhaustion. So you've got to reprogram your brain. Crack the code and reprogram your brain. You just say, no, empty the damn tank. That, that 
spot that makes your brain want to shut off and say, eh, nope, you just got to learn to think around that and force you. And you'll find every now and then that that is a skill. And that's one thing that you can start to do here and there sporadically. And the better you get at doing that, the more automatic it becomes. And I see people who do a really good job of kind of staying in that mode pretty much all the time. And those are the people that um, other people start to look to and ask things like, man, what are they doing? You know, and they're not necessarily the strongest people in the gym, but you you reach that point where your body wants to fail, and then you're just like, no, we're not done, we're still going. The, my favorite quote from Arnold that I uh, I I recap and paraphrase on here all the time is, you know, I go until it hurts, and that's when I start counting my reps. That's the mindset. That that's when people start to think that they're failing physically, but it's just your brain telling your body to shut down, and your body has to say no. No, brain, come along for the ride. Come on, do it my way instead. So really good question from Grace there, though. Appreciate that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about judging feedback as well. By the way, this episode of The Drop Set is brought to you by Ghost Energy Drinks, specifically Swedish Fish. I know typically this has been a uh, C4 Midnight Cherry sponsored podcast, um, and they still have a, 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 a very, very um, sacred place in my heart. But this Swedish fish bullshit is another level. This is fantastic. So yeah, big fan. Um, once again, sponsored, not sponsored. Um, so unofficial shout out here. So I have a client, Kim who uh, competed recently in her first show and did very well. So she competed in bikini in OCB. This would have been in Sioux Falls. I'm going to get this wrong. South Dakota? Is it south or is it north? Sioux Falls, South Dakota. All right. Hey, I was right. I got I to gotta give myself a little bit more credit than that. Um, so... Uh, she did very well, very well for her first show. Um, and Kim, I don't think she'd mind me telling you all like she was pretty green when she first started prep. Um, and it was, uh, it was one of those things where there was a conversation like, I don't think I can do that. I don't, I don't know. That just seems like such a far off kind of thing. I'm like, no, you can totally do it. You can totally do it. Yeah, do it, do it. Come on. And so there were, there were a lot of things along the way, like, you know, teaching her how to prep like that mindset of like, um, no, the, the macros really matter. Like she hadn't done anything like that before where she's tracking stuff diligently, um, and understanding the importance of every day and like, uh, not allowing little things to creep in. And so it was a, it was a learning experience. She did great with it, but it's just one of those things where, um, it was, it was kind of foreign to her at first. And so we had to get her over that hump and she did really well, um, throughout prep. And, um, honestly for, for a while before we officially got into prep, she was struggling a little bit. And then once we made that commitment, we're like, here's the show, let's do it. Um, a switch flipped. And then she's kind of like, Oh, okay. All right. Boom. And then pretty much, uh, you know, pretty close to flawless throughout most of her prep, a couple little slip ups here and there, but not too bad, not too bad, especially for a first time prep when you had, she hadn't done anything like that before. It's kind of a big deal. So she went in and she competed in, um, debut novice open and masters and took respectively first, first, second, and first, um, in that show. So, and, uh, 
I would also say like in the open category where she took the second, um, I didn't really agree with that. I think she should have been first there too. Uh, I'm a little biased, but I'm think I think if I'm looking at that fairly, um, I, I still think that she had that one. I don't I don't see the person who won first. I don't see why she she took it. Nothing against her. I don't know who it was, but um, I feel like Kim had the better package overall. So anyway, so Kim emails the judges and asks for feedback, and she gets um, uh, a mix. A mix. So um, there's there's feedback here from four judges. I'm just going to read these and uh, let me know what you think on this. So um, let's see. I'm going to skip the things that are like, congrats. I think you have blah, 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 blah. So, but comments like there are a few, few specific things that I feel would benefit you as you continue to put in the work to improve. Okay, good. I'd like to see you add some more development and fullness to lower body, specifically glutes and hamstrings. This will bring balance to your physique. Your conditioning is spot on. So I wouldn't change anything there. I feel continuing to add muscle tissue to your lower body will help you go far. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I don't disagree with that. I think uh, Kim's physique is is really quite balanced, top to bottom. Um, little fuller lower body wouldn't wouldn't kill anybody. So yeah, um, that's judge number one. Judge number two. You were by far the most conditioned athlete. This is where you draw a fine line. In bikini, you do not want to be the most conditioned athlete on stage. You want to be somewhere in the middle, but definitely not the softest. Personally, I like conditioning. But I felt like you pushed that threshold with the division a bit and could have come in a bit fuller to not look as hard as you did. We're going to come back and revisit all that, but here's the rest of it. I would have liked to see you move more fluidly on stage. You took minimal steps and moved a little slow for my liking. So just practicing more time in your heels to build confidence, to move your transitions more graciously on stage in your off season. I would suggest building more of your upper glutes. This will help keep your glutes high and shapely on stage. We're looking for full glutes and shoulders. Love the suit color, beautiful stage look. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have more to say on the conditioning comment here um, and just how completely stupid and nonsensical this is, but we're going to come back to it after we go um, with uh, the, the feedback from the other two judges here. Um, judge number three, regarding mobility with your physique, I did notice that the tightness in your shoulders and scapulas rhomboids holds you up from opening your back to give you better taper in front and rear poses. This can be a hard, this can be a hard, but easy fix to better display in your posing. Development. Though you brought a great package, keep adding to your back thickness, lower lats, delts, arms, upper glutes, and always hamstrings to compensate for growth. Uh, other potential for greater display would be coming in fuller, as is stated in the OCB guidelines. Posing. The only tweak I recommend is lifting your chest at your clavicle, right in the rear pose to show the shoulder line and taper. The rest of your posing is great for this category. Okay. All right. Um, so... One thing you'll notice is there, there's a variety of feedback here. And already with three judges and one to go, a lot of contradictions coming from people here. Um, the fourth judge, conditioning was excellent. I'd say another percent leaner and you'd have nailed what we look for in the division. Posing was very good. Nice, smooth transitions between them. I think you'd do well with just a hair more size in your quads and hamstrings, really even out the flow of your physique. Color was done very well. Great package overall. Okay, so four judges, four totally different critiques, which is nice if, you know, what, what can we take that's the commonality between all four of these? Um, hamstrings is the only thing that all four of them commented on, I think. Um, 
One of them just said lower body specifically. One said quads. Everybody said hamstrings though. Um, okay, great. Hammies. Gotcha. So Kim sent me um, via email um, all of this feedback um, along with some questions. Uh, and I think the general state of her question could be summed up like WTF. <laughs> um, so just talking about conditioning here. Um, one judge says another percent leaner and you'd have nailed what we look for in the division. Another judge doesn't mention conditioning at all. Another says you pushed the threshold with the division regarding conditioning. And uh, the other one said, uh, conditioning is spot on. I wouldn't change anything there. So you've got one judge that says nothing, one that says you need to be leaner, one that says spot on, another that says you're too lean. So this is the problem with bodybuilding. In a panel of four judges, you get three of them who all have different ideas of what a category is supposed to look like. That's a problem. That's a problem. Now, it is subjective. I get that. I do get that. A lot of people seem to think that I don't understand that. No, I get it. I know that you can't just like take a picture of somebody and feed it into a computer algorithm and have that computer score everybody. I fucking get that. Okay. But there needs to be a consensus among judges. So th this second judge that I talked about, um, said uh in bikini you don't want to be the most conditioned athlete on stage you want to be somewhere in the middle but definitely not the softest personally i like conditioning okay well i would personally like to know how that judge scored kim on this did they score according to what they like or did they score according to what the uh criteria are um and if you if you're going to throw in your personal opinions that are not in line with uh judging standards don't share those with the person asking for feedback because we don't care what your opinion is necessarily if you're not going to judge based on those opinions but judge based on the the scoring criteria and i think that's really maybe one of the biggest questions we have to ask is do we want judges scoring based on their opinions or how they interpret the criteria that are written for each category those are two different things because i could say i like conditioning i do and i i think if you're doing a bodybuilding show i think conditioning should be mandatory i don't want bonus points for being soft that's ridiculous it's a bodybuilding show give me a damn break i think that should apply to a bikini to bikini as well 100 percent um now that being said if i was the judge for a category like bikini and they said we don't want you too too hard then i'm going to score for that my opinion is irrelevant because i'm a judge it's not about what i like it's about who is hitting the criteria the best so i think th there needs to be something that really hammers home the idea that judges need to score based on criteria not on what they like and not on what gets shown to them on stage either we're going to talk about that next but um the other thing that's so ridiculous about this statement um in bikini you don't want to be the most conditioned athlete on stage well you can't really control that uh you want to be somewhere in the middle okay great how do you place yourself in the middle of a field where you don't see anybody until you're up there with them? It's like, what if everybody else misses the mark completely and you're the most conditioned athlete on the stage just because you're the only one who dieted? You know, uh, I've seen that happen before. 
So, um, you know, the, the, the woman in this show who took first in the open, she was definitely softer, definitely softer. So, um, so the judges that said you need to be a little leaner or you were just right. I'm like, well, what about her? What kind of feedback is she getting? It's just, it's just no consistency here. None, none. Um, you want to be somewhere in the middle, but definitely not the softest. Okay. What if everybody's shredded and they're too lean? So you're the softest. You're probably okay. Right. I mean, what is it? What is the standard? It's, it's crazy. Um, this one person also, um, the tightness in your shoulders and scapulas rhomboids holds you up from opening your back to give you a better taper in front the, no, that that's not it. It's just a posing thing. It's it's just a posing practice thing. There isn't tightness going on. It's just you know it, just hitting that pose differently. That's all there is to it. So this person's, uh, I think, fan, fancying themselves some kind of amateur physical therapist or something just based on how somebody looks on stage, which is always dangerous. Um, so, uh, point being, uh, th- this is pretty good feedback from a panel of judges like they were all pretty detailed in their feedback which is unusual um usually is somebody like kim in bikini who asks for photo or asks for feedback from judges will get stock replies back saying hey you look great beautiful on stage bring up your uh you know bring up your legs get conditioned a little bit more and work on your posing tighten up your hamstrings because you could say that to literally 95 percent of all bikini competitors and it would apply you know, it's worthless feedback. It means nothing. Um, it's just boilerplate copy and paste that just happens to be appropriate for most bikini competitors, but it's not insightful in any way. So um, the fact that she actually got, you know, some personalized feedback here is good. The fact that the feedback from all four of these judges contradict the others is less good. So what does somebody do with this? Um, what it hammers home is the idea that there just is not an actual standard. There's a written standard, but in practice, there isn't a standard for what judges are looking for. It's based on their whims on a given day and apparently their personal preference as well. So to that, I say, bring the physique that you're the happiest with. And if you can come in lean and tight, do it because not everybody can. And I think more often than not, that's going to be an asset. Everybody says, oh, you don't want to come in too lean, but you know, typically the leanest person always benefits, um, even in bikini. Yeah, you can come in too lean. It's pretty uncommon, pretty uncommon. So um, put in the work and don't worry about getting too lean would be my advice to pretty much everybody out there. Too lean is really not a thing in, in bodybuilding in most uh, most circles. So um, the other thing, and th- this was based on a, uh, a comment from Instagram. I posted a clip from 212 where I was talking about the NPC first committee. We're going to touch on that briefly here in a second before we wrap up also. Um, talking about how judging standards um, just suck, kind of like this. And um, and somebody chimed in. I should I should get his name because I don't, I don't want to disparage him or anything like that. I thought, his, I thought his comment was useful and I appreciated it. Um, let me just see here real quick. Um, oh, who is it here? This is Mr. Fire for Effect, Zach. All right. So um, he's an NPC judge. All right. And Zach, Zach, by the way, thanks for your comment here. I do appreciate that. And um, so he said, uh, uh, on my comment, he said, I disagree as a judge because some classes may not have competitors fit the judging criteria, but you have to pick one that is closest. Yeah. Um, the, the problem there. So I, 
I agree with that. You have to pick the one that is closest. The problem, and this this goes back to a direct quote quote from um uh hold on, he, he followed up here. So I said, what did I say in response to that? I don't know. Can I just pull up this whole comment thread here? Oh God, don't make me listen to myself. No, stop it. Um Oh, where is it? Here we go. Um so he said, you have to pick the one that's closest. And I said, closest, absolutely. But you can't allow the criteria to shift based on, who, based on who's on stage, as has been explicitly talked about by many. If that happens, there's no value in the criteria, and you might as well not have any. And he said, uh, correct, you don't shift the criteria, but you have to pick the closest to that criteria. We're in total agreement there. Each judge has certain things they grade harder than others. Eh. For me, example, classic in bodybuilding, I can't stand soggy glutes and bad conditioning. That's fair. Board conditioning over size. Yeah, that's also fair. Bikini, for example, I reward posing and stage presence. Figure I like shape and conditioning. Okay, cool. So I think um, that in, in the current um, mold of judging, I think that's fair. So Zach, I think I think your standards and priorities are pretty good. What I'm thinking is, why does that fluctuate from one judge to the next? Like, why can't we just say, you know, if, if we're going to accept... Zach is the standard here, and I'm, uh, he's got a good a good head on his shoulders, and I think he's got the right idea here. He says, figure, I like shape and conditioning. Okay, so why don't we have established criteria that weight shape and conditioning higher under a scoring rubric universally for everybody? And bikini, he said, uh, what? Um, I reward posing and stage presence. So posing and stage presence would be things that would also apply to figure would also apply to bodybuilding classic physique but they'd be weighted more heavily on bikini than they would on those others right like they're they're the top two criteria on bikini and maybe not i don't know posing and stage presence i don't know i mean i i think at a bodybuilding show you always have to reward shape or development or symmetry first i think everything else needs to be secondary beyond that it doesn't matter how hot you are or how good you're posing if your physique is substandard, right? So I think some combination of those should always be first. Um, so I would, I would, I would, I personally would disagree there, but I think that needs to be established formally. Like, you know, in bikini, um, some combination of symmetry and shape is 35% of your score. Posing and presentation is... 30% of your score. And then whatever else makes up the remaining 35%, a combination of, you know, conditioning, um, symmetry, whatever. So, um, but I think that needs to be standard because then you've got some guy like Zach, I'm, I'm going to use you as an example here and just take, take what you're saying to the extreme. Like, can't stand um, soggy glutes, right? <laughs> so um, there's a guy whose physique is just nuts, head and shoulders above everybody else, but he sees glutes that he doesn't like. I'm like, nope, out. What else? Uh, I mean, you know, that, that's theoretically possible here. Is that fair? No, it needs to be considered. But, you know, I, I think you need to have a judge rather than a computer do this. But I think having just an established thing so that people know, you know, what is important in this division and how important is it? Like you can say, oh, in bikini, posing is posing and presentation is very important. Like stage presence is very important. How important? Put a number on it. Put a number on it so I know what I'm up against. So I know that if I don't bring it, what I'm if I know I know if I have a weakness here, what else I need to work on in order to overcome that, and to what extent? You got an idea, right? So I don't know. Um, and I've heard um, 
the the argument that I was making here about shifting criteria. Um, I've heard Sandy Williamson say, for example, we have to judge what's on stage. So if, and she's always talking about female competitors in her examples. So she says, so if the girls on stage are all softer, well, we need to shift our standards towards that. I'm like, why? Why? So now, so the winner, I mean, the winner is necessarily going to have to be softer because everybody is, but I would say at that point, you're probably going to pick the hardest one up on stage. Um, at least, you know, as part of your criteria, just because if everybody's soft, you know, or that might be a bad example because in bikini, apparently that's not such a bad thing, but let's say in figure, everybody's soft. That's not what the division's all about. You know, in, in figure they, they, you know, they, do tend to reward conditioning, especially at higher levels, quite a bit. Um, so if everybody's soft, you know, somebody's got to win. You can't just say, well, nobody showed up the way that we want, so nobody wins. No, somebody has to, but you don't just say, well, everybody's softer, so you know, let's just accept that that's part of it, and you know, what else do we like about everybody else? You know, It's like, no, I'd say at that point, if everybody shows up softer, but you've got one who's conditioned, how important is that conditioning to the total of the score? That's where we need that... that um, that scoring rubric in place. So if, if figure, if in figure conditioning is 35%, everybody's soft, but you got somebody who really, really brought it. Well, psh, all right. They, they are taking the win in that 35% at least. And I would say, unless they really fall off the map on everything else, like they're super conditioned, but they just have no muscle or their posing and presentation are terrible. Like if, if they bring the conditioning and they're just, you know, pretty good on everything else, winner. You know, I mean, it just depends on what the priorities are. And, you know, the organizational body has the power to establish those criteria. You write the judging standards already. Just put a numerical sheet by it, you know, uh, put a numerical score uh, and a percentage weight. Um, and you do that. And then suddenly that starts to open up a tremendous amount of transparency in judging as well. So that's what I want to see happen. Um, okay. Whew. Once again, Zach, if you're listening, I don't think you are. I think you just saw this on Instagram. I'm not trying to single you out or anything like that. I appreciate the comments, and I think you had some good points there. Um, uh, I was just using your arguments as something to kind of feed off of. So the other thing would be the uh, NPC first. Uh, no, NPC competition committee. Um, so I'm going to go on record here. This committee is never going to happen. The NPC announced it. I've talked about it in a couple episodes so far. It is never going to happen. They put out that email in limited release. So it went to some kind of mailing list that I am not on, even though I am a member of the NPC and it was addressed to all NPC members. I didn't get it. Um, and yes, I check my spam folder. I check it all the time. Um, so it didn't go to everybody. It went to people on a certain list. I don't know what that is. Um, there was no public announcement about it anywhere. Um, my initial inquiry about it was ignored. I followed up and said, Hey, and they're like, further details coming later. I'm like, okay, like what? You know, I think I read that email in the last episode um, and nothing, no follow-up from that. There's been no announcement made anywhere about it or anything. They are hoping that everything is just going to go away and die and be forgotten. So um, no NPC, I do not allow that. You do not get to run away from this. Um, I want to see this committee happen. Your organization has problems that you need to address and fix. Um, and they're big problems. <laughs> they are big problems. Um, and you just pretending that they're not there is not a solution. So um, I want to hold your feet to the fire as best I can. Um, I wish I had a bigger platform than I do because I would love to be able to just put you on blast and say, fucking do it. 
Um, but I don't. So I have to recognize the reality of the situation. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to keep bringing it up here. So um, where is it? Where's that committee? Come on. Come on, guys. Make with it. Whew. All right. I got to go grocery shopping. Man, time to, and I need to get some, uh, some dog treats. Derby, Derby, Derby. She is out. Taz, Taz is still in his cone. He's upstairs right now. Um, being sad. <laughs> uh, he's doing good though. He, he gets his cone off uh, a week from today, actually. So, uh, he has a, an ulcer on his eye that he had, um, the implant done in no right eye. Um, and so we had to adjust his medications and um, take him in for an extra follow-up. And so they'd made some further adjustments there. So he's doing fine though. It was a, it was a small scratch and uh, he's going to be fine. He seems to be feeling pretty good. He's just kind of sick of the cone, which I'm sick of his cone too, because it's like this big thing on his head and he doesn't realize that he's now a much bigger dog. Like he takes up more space. And so he'll like come right up to you and you're like, I can't walk around you, dude. You're like taking up the entire hallway now. Um, so he's, <laughs> He's a little bit harder to navigate around, but uh, he's he's a good boy and he's standing pretty good spirits and he still likes his daily walk and he's doing well with all that. So anyway, that's it. So um, I appreciate you all listening. Episode 213. Check out the website. Go to 5starphysique.com. Check it out. Give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, take a look at some workout programs, etc. We'll be back for 214. We'll probably do it next week. Um, ideas, comments, questions, suggestions, complaints for episode 214. Whatever you got, let me know. Otherwise, you're going to come back here and listen to me rant more about the lack of an NPC competition committee. And... Uh, I'll have to share my uh, my Christmas story about why I don't like Christmas anymore. Nobody wants to hear that because it's a sad story. It's a sad story. So um, spare me um, from having to bring you all down. So hit me up, Darren at 5starfitness.com. Um, go to 5starphysique or thedropset.com. Click on contact and uh, send me your questions there. You can hit me up on social media. Instagram at Darren underscore star is the best way to do that. Peace out. Till... Oh, till next time.